All right, welcome back to the Running Event Podcast, brought to you by Formula 4 Media. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again. I'm going to introduce Joanna first today. Joanna, Ru- Ru- Joanna E. Russo, what's up? That's the way that we used to always do it. I know. It. You first, and then Docs. Will you meet Docs? Well, yeah, uh, and then for the first time in six episodes, I was prepared with something to say, <laughs> and, and then you threw to Joanna. Because usually the format is you yep. introduce Joanna, yep. and she spends a week thinking about what she wants to say to open up the show <laughs> and then I respond to that and, right. you, and it's like completely throwing us off our game when you bring me in and I'm just like hello right well it's a different show a different <laughs> podcast than our regularly yeah. scheduled and that's so. and that's the subtle difference right. is uh how you introduce us and then that's the only difference well share us your your prepared statement please no that was it I oh that was it. okay yeah. gotcha I, right. I was going to comment on the introductions well i uh we, we were excited to, to get to another episode this is episode six here uh, thanks again to Mark Sullivan and the, the group over at Formula 4 for, for doing this. It's going really well. This is day three of the running event. And the podcast, I think, has been a smashing success. Everybody wants to be on it. I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting uh, a lot of requests. And I'm sorry we can't fulfill all your requests. Look at us pumping my ego <laughs> up. Pumping our egos up. Come to DC anytime. We <laughs> yeah, have a regular ex- show. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but we do have an exciting guest today. Uh, before we get to that, though, I wanted to... Uh, touch on what we've been doing since um, we last talked to you when we talked to Daniel. Uh, we had breakfast as a group this morning. We did, yeah. We took, uh, whose who's recommendation was it? Well, Joanna, she took me there yesterday. <laughs> okay, but also... But, then, but also Dan went there yesterday. Yeah, Dan that's, went there. that's where we ran into Dan yesterday. All right, I thought Pat went there as well. I don't know. Everybody seemed to go Pat there. Pat wanted was us busy. to go to a taco place. Oh, okay. It was busy. Uh, the... The yoga I think place. a lot of people listen to the podcast and went there <laughs> thinking they might run into us. Yeah, I think that probably was the case, <laughs> but it was busy, but very good. Um, we had a bowl called the OG. Mm-hmm. What was that? Was it like, I, I, I know there was some like. Do you know what OG means, Farley? Granola, and there was some bananas, and there were some strawberries, but I didn't know what the other stuff was. Is that the OG stuff? Do you know what OG is? Original gangster. Right, okay, yeah. but that wasn't that what was in my bowl. That means the first bowl that they made. Oh, Okay. <laughs> What was the rest of the stuff that we're eating? <laughs> it, it was all healthy. It was healthy stuff. Yeah. yeah. We told Rick Wellhelm that we were having ice cream for breakfast. Oh, really? uh, Joanna said, "We're adults. We can do whatever we want." Well, it was tasty, um, but it was smoothie type stuff. Is that like yeah. what? what it, how do you pronounce it? A C A I. What's that stuff? Acai. Yeah, acai. No, it's icy. Icy. I don't know. That's the hip new stuff that the kids are, are AC eating. Icy berries. Yeah, I see exactly. So I think there was some of that in it, but we'll delicious. ask our next guest what it is. Delicious. So we, we enjoyed enjoyed that. Also, last night had a had a uh, a very uh, good dinner that uh, Rick Wilhelm uh, organized for us. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a murder mystery. No, it wasn't. Uh, I don't remember the name of the place. Hotel Ella. Hotel Ella. Uh, very very good food, and um, we had a good group there. Docs and I probably spent the majority of the time talking to the guys about our podcast. So. Mm-hmm. Again, making it all about us. It was, it was a very long table. Yeah. And when you look at pictures of when the White House hosts dinners and there's like 25, 30 people at a big long table, I felt very much the same. Mm-hmm. And because I was also sitting in the middle, mm-hmm. I also felt like perhaps I was a very important a person. A dignitary. Right. Yes. Yeah. 
Anybody, anybody who just started listening, they're out. They're like, these guys are so conceited. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, talking about how great they are. Well, let's switch gears. We had a great time uh, talking to New Balance yesterday. And, and we're about to be humbled by our yeah, guests today Absolutely, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, and they've done awesome stuff in the channel, as, as most of our listeners know. Uh, they've been smoking red hot in the channel, building great shoes. Doc's got a pair of those 1080s on right now that are and that sharp looking blue um did you get those for free docs uh i did yeah nice. at, on the expo floor well, th- um yeah so thank you to those guys for hooking docs up for for our regular ptn listeners they are blue shoes yes they're blue um but really sharp uh 1080s um next up we're yeah like you said humbled uh to be joined by a superstar a celebrity who new balance has brought to uh the running event this year uh she is a Olympic medalist and a gold medalist in Worlds, the most recent world championship. Everybody remembers. American record holder, six-time U.S. champion. Yes. Uh, Everybody remembers the best race of Worlds was the women's 3,000 steeplechase. And we're going to have the champ on next. Emma Colburn is going to join us next year on the Running Event Podcast, brought to you by Formula 4 Media. All right, welcome back to the Running Event Podcast brought to you by Formula 4 Media. And now, Docs, Joanna, we are excited to be joined by the reigning world champion in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. It's Emma Coburn. Emma, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, this is awesome. A thrill for us to have you. We met uh, Emma yesterday real quick uh, with New Balance. We had a great meeting with New Balance, and I wanted to start there with you real quick, um, New Balance, what a cool company. Why did, why did you decide to, to pick? You could have gone with anybody. Why did you decide on New Balance? I, in college, I was training partners with Jenny Simpson, and she signed with New Balance and just raved about how, um, what a great family they are mm-hmm. and how they treat their athletes. And then in my very first interactions of um, just meeting them, I felt the same way. And so you know, negotiated a contract with them out of college. And the day bef- the day that I was due to sign my contract, I learned that I had a stress fracture in my back oh. and wouldn't be able to race. Um, and called them up and said, I'm not going to be able to race. Most likely, I'm not going to be able to race for a while. And mm-hmm. so um, they were like, we love you anyway, you know, <laughs> and, and this is a partnership for more than just this season. And um, so from literally day one from even before I signed my contract, they were, uh, supportive and patient and really caring about my health and happiness. And so over the years we've, um, you know, we've been through some highs and lows with injury and, you know, a good race in Rio Mm -hmm. and a good race in London. And so it's been really fun to have them, um, by my side and truly supporting me through it all. And, as long as I'm happy, they're happy, and it's been really wonderful. It is a good family at New Balance, and you're here at the running event with New Balance. So what are you doing here in Austin? How's Austin been? Austin's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I raced here a few times in college, and so experiencing Austin as a runner gearing up to race mm-hmm. is not as fun as experiencing <laughs> it um, just as a as a citizen of the right, world. Exactly. And um, I was actually here a few months ago for Austin City Limits, 
and that was super fun. Uh, who'd you and see? We saw Red Hot Chili Peppers and Jay Z were the two like wow. headliner nights that we went to. Oh, wow. Um, and then a, you know a bunch of um, smaller artists, but it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was working with a you know a Red Bull New Balance collaboration, and um, so to get to work with the two brands that I am sponsored with in a really fun, energetic event was, was awesome. And so that was my first time exploring Austin and every night we'd leave the concert and getting transportation is awful. So we (laughs) would just run back on the path on town Lake (laughs) every night. And luckily I'd wear, you know, my, my, uh, new balance, fresh foam cruise shoes. So they're like cute enough to wear at a concert. And then I could like run home. They're versatile. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. You could run in them. You can hang out them. Very, very cool. That's wow. it. That takes run commute to another yeah, level. Yeah. I love fantastic. it. Yeah. And it's at like midnight yeah. and everyone else is walking and buzzed and you're like <laughs> jogging and right. like, that was awesome. A good second run there. Well, you'll be able to see uh, Emma at the new balance booth today. And by the time this podcast actually hits the airways, you've probably already seen her. So you're going to be down at the booth talking to people, hanging out with a lot of the retailers and accounts here and, and what uh, taking pictures. What else are you going to be doing? Yeah, I think we're just hanging. Cool. Jenny and I will be um, taking photos and they um, obviously have some great shoes on the walls to, yep. you know, we can talk about yep. our experience training in those shoes. And um, yeah, it, it, I really enjoy doing experiences like this because it's always so rewarding to have conversations with people who are so interested in the specifics of uh, like the running shoes yep. and how we use them and how we train. And so to, to talk with people in the industry is I always find really interesting. And um, everyone here is just like, you know, so excited that um, every brand is so excited to be here and every brand is so happy to be represented here. So I just feel like there's a really fun, positive energy and I'm excited to be a part of it. Great energy for sure. So what, what shoes are you training in? I rotate between the 880. That was like the very first shoe that Mm -hmm. I ever, um, wore with them. And, um, and I've loved those. And so for five years, that's been my shoe. And then I've added in, um, the, you know, different models of the Vazi mm-hmm. and then, uh, the fresh foam 1080 too. I'll wear that a lot on like a double when I'm just wanting like a nice cushy, cushy yeah. relaxed, yeah. <laughs> relaxed pace. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been mainly the 880 is my like workhorse shoe and then, uh, pepper in the 1080 on some. Well, doubles. I hope you know that in a lot of, you know, who's listening to this show is retailers and we sell running shoes. New Balance Rise has been unbelievable, and I think it's kind of coincided with you being this athlete for him. So I would tell Tom that you are a hundred percent responsible. It's one hundred percent me. Yes, it's exactly. not all the great people like yep. uh, you know working and developing these wonderful awesome technologies products. in the shoes. It's but yeah. um, no, I'm I'm lucky to have a company that I really truly like wearing their apparel, like wearing their shoes. And, um, and then as we talked about when we first started, just, they're awesome. Yeah. They're they're great, great people. Well, we wanted to ask you about, you know, some running stuff and competes. I called before you came on, I said, you know, the race of the world championships was definitely you winning the women's 3000 meter steeplechase. Take I mean, we have got a billion questions on that race. It was unbelievable. Uh, 
did you think you could win? Did you know you were going to win? Were you confident the whole way? Like, tell us about that race. I came in ranked sixth, so did not think I would win. <laughs> um, in Rio, I came in definitely, um, you know, expecting third or fourth, mm-hmm. but the bronze was mine to lose just based on rankings and performances all year. And in London, it was, it was, you know, realistically, if I ran a PR, I would run 905 and finish fourth or fifth right. was like probably a realistic expectation. But I thought if, if I was really lucky, I could sneak on the podium and get third. So I wasn't expecting to win and I was feeling really strong and I saw we were running fast, but it wasn't until probably the last, um, four, 600 or 400 that I started really counting the bodies around me and thinking, okay, we're down to six, we're down to five, we're down to four. I'm feeling good. We're down to three. Um, just don't mess up. And then I got off the water jump in first, but was really still, totally focused on the race and was just waiting for someone to come up and pass me and no one did. And so then I cleared that last barrier and kept kicking. And that's when I like saw the finish line and no one was in front of me. No one was there. So you literally um, didn't think you had it until you were finishing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Until a few few steps to go. So it was, um, it was really fun. And then, you know, my, instinct was to turn around and hug Courtney because it it did feel like this battle that we won together. And, um, it was just a really beautiful moment in both of our lives and to get to kind of experience it together was cool. That's crazy that I knew that you were going to win the gold before you did. (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't think that would work that way. I know. Well, it was an awesome moment. Uh, specifically on the race, it was like, did you realize that the, the one woman went around and missed a barrier and had to double back? Did you realize that was happening? Did that affect you at all? I saw it happening. And the steeplechase is a wild enough event that while I've never seen that happen in a race, there's always drama. Someone's <laughs> always going to fall on a water jump. Someone's going to stutter step in front of a barrier and cut you off. And so in college, I was always, you know, my coaches always told me like, be ready. Cause anything is something's going to happen and just stay calm. And so, um, I've been lucky to be in enough of these international races to emotionally cope when (laughs) wild things happen. And, uh, Joe, who's now my husband and is also my coach, he told me that, you know, just stay with them for 2k and then see, see what happens. And so she did that and, my mind was still thinking, just stay with it for 2K. I don't care what she's doing. Just right. stick with the plan. Well, one of the great videos, byproducts that came out from that was your, I think it was your sister watching <laughs> yeah. the, watching your race. One of my favorite moments of, of the summer as well. Very it, cool. It was hilarious. Yeah. She was totally embarrassed by it. <laughs> she it was like, I, it was crazy. like, I hate my outfit and my <laughs> hair looks bad. And know. Blah, blah, you know, but it's authentic. And I think that's why people love it is it truly captured the surprise. And um, often when I'm going into races, I, um, I usually run like where I'm ranked or maybe a little bit better, but um, I feel like in distance events, there's, there's the longer the event, the rarer the mm-hmm. moments of surprise are. And so um, I, I've never 
really surprised my family that drastically. And I've never really surprised myself that drastically, but it was really sweet. She wished she could have been there, but she has a one-year-old that she Mm -hmm. had to stay home and be a good mom. But, um, (laughs) she, her reaction was just so. It was authentic. She's not that good of an actress. There's no, no (laughs) chance. No no chance. Can you talk about, uh, the hairband story from Rio? Oh yeah. So, um, I, before races, typically show up to the track with my hair down and blow dried. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I only really put my hair up in a ponytail for like the moments that I'm running and then I take it out right away. So, um, I have shown up to practice without a hair tie before, but I've never shown up to a race without a hair tie. And there were all, I showed up to the U S team USA tent and was starting getting ready to go warm up and I couldn't find hair tie. And all of the people in the tent were men and most of them were bald. And I went to the medical guys and were like, Hey, do you guys have any hair ties in that kit? And they're like, (laughs) no, I'm sorry. And you know, I could have, had I been, uh, had Evan not been there, I would have, you know, gone to some of the other countries tents and just asked around. (laughs) But, um, Evan was there and Jerry was like, Evan, do you have one? And Evan has like six on his, on his, (laughs) he's prepared. So, um, he, he gave me one and, um, I won the bronze and then I was walking back from drug testing and he was getting ready to leave the stadium and we just crossed paths and, you know, he gave me a hug and I was like, wait, here's this. You can have it back. You know, people never return hair ties. What kind of, you say, can I borrow it? But what it really means. What kind of world means, do we live in? Yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted to give it back. And then I don't know if um, it was intentional or not, but yeah, then he uh, wore it. and he, he wore the same one. Yeah, he wore yeah. the same one. And then um, obviously once won the silver. And right. then uh, Courtney this year borrowed a, uh, hair tie from Evan as well earlier in the season and had mm-hmm. like her best workout ever. Whoa. So then she just kept using that hair tie. <laughs> and, uh, so Evan has some hair tie juju Seriously. magic. We, yeah. I'm going to get a uh, hair band. From you got to grow Evan. your hair Even, out. Well, you know, th- I have some challenges there, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get one anyway. You yeah. can grow your beard out and <laughs> yeah, just like tie the beard. Oh, that <laughs> sounds lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you, you mentioned that you recently got married. Also, um, your husband is now coaching you. So can you talk a little about how that transition has been? It's been really smooth. We've obviously been asked questions all the time about it. And, um, Joe and I started dating in high school. And so we've been together for almost 10 years and we've known each other for almost 11 years. And, um, I think any professional runner can say that their partner, whether they're coaching them or not, has a really involved role in at least the mental side of their game, if not bigger than that. And so Joe has played a role in coaching me from, mm-hmm. you know, the, the shoulders up for, for a long time in terms of, you know, getting my, my, my head in the right space for races. And, um, so I also had some injuries in 20, 15 and 16 with my Achilles. And so my old coaches, Mark and Heather could only really coach me a couple hours a day. And then Mm -hmm. the other 22 hours a day, I had to go (laughs) home and take care of my body and do my rehab and, um, stay positive through injury. And, um, so Joe was pretty crucial in that. Um, and so I, uh, when I decided to change coaches, he, the, interactions between Joe and I felt very natural because he had already played such a big role in 
um, in the kind of rehab and the psyche side of it, even though he never wrote me a workout before. Um, but he's also a, a student of the sport and his, his joy since he was in high school is to read about running and, uh, he's a finance and accountant major in college and a CPA. So not like a, uh, physiological you know like physiological he's not a trained coach like i would expect wow okay but uh he's he loves reading about it and studying it and so he's i trust him obviously with with everything and he i trusted him but it it was nice to have the results prove it that you know he's he's a great coach and it was the right decision for me so you you got married like where do you fit in the wedding because you're racing (laughs) you were in monaco last week like it's hard you got to plan it around like right i mean Unless you yeah. get injured, you got to like, so was it kind of like, all right, my racing schedule and then we'll get married and then I go race again or was it yeah. downtime or. So we, we had like literally one week that it was possible yeah. um, because his family has a cranberry marsh and they have cranberry harvest wow. from basically when my season ends until when yeah. we had our wedding. And then basically any later than when we had our wedding in mid October is, um, you know, I'd have to be training a lot sure. and I didn't want to be training a lot during the wedding. So we found this magical moment in our schedule <laughs> that worked. And, um, yeah, we were super busy this fall. We planned and hosted this, um, 5k road race in my hometown and that went, you know, amazingly well, but that was way harder than planning the wedding. <laughs> right, and right. when that was over, we were like, okay, the work is over. Let's party and have fun That's in awesome. Hawaii. So it was, um, it was a beautiful day and a beautiful, you know, really great week with our friends and family, um, for the wedding, but we did barely just squeeze it <laughs> just in. Squeezed it in. <laughs> so wait, are there, are there cranberry marshes in Colorado? No, he is from Wisconsin, but he went to oh. high school in Colorado. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So we met in high school, but his family has a, like, as the commercial show and TV, like you flood the bogs and yeah. then you put the waders on, you know, that whole thing. He's so, got that whole deal. Wow. Yeah. Um, I also have a question for you. So you're, you're five, eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I'm also like a little bit on the taller side, mm-hmm. and I feel like this season I can't find any jeans that go like all the way to my ankles. <laughs> so, can where are you finding jeans? I was actually just saying to Joe that I need to buy some new jeans because the I have jeans from um, like J Crew, J Brand, and. Hudson. Oh, Those are the okay. jeans yeah. I have. Um, These are important questions. These are very important questions. But they're all starting to get like worn out spots in the butt and in like. <laughs> Mine have know. actually like I, I actually made holes like in the knees that are not just like I didn't buy them like that. Like they've actually worn out to that yeah. point and it's time for new ones. Yeah. You know, Christmas is coming up. I might just yeah. have to give myself a Christmas <laughs> gift of some new jeans. All right. Finally, Emma, what's next for you? I know you're running. Are you running indoor track, outdoor track? What's going on? I am going to run indoor track. Um, my first race will be Milrose. Okay. I'll be doing the 3K, and then I'll stay on the East Coast and run the uh, New, ba- New Balance Indoor Grand Prix. Um, and I'm not sure yet what I'm doing there, but I'll see how those go. Yeah. And depending on how those go, I'll do Indoor USAs. But um, I really am just looking towards outdoor. Cool. Well, very good. Well, we appreciate the time very much. You can see Emma later on on at the New Balance booth. You can follow her on, what's the Twitter and Instagram? Wait, it's Twitter, right? I have them all. Um, (laughs) Twitter is Emma J. Coburn and Instagram is just Emma Coburn. And then Facebook is a fan page that's Emma Coburn Steeples. Very good follow on all of those. 
the world champion, the reigning world champion of the 3,000 meter steeplechase. Join us here on the Running Event Podcast. Thanks again, Emma. Appreciate you coming by. Thanks, guys. All right, there yeah, she goes. Emma Coburn, this is the Running Event Podcast brought to you by Formula 4 Media. Stay with us. <laughs>